This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys get your pen, your pad. This is international game for those of you who are not in Uganda. I have YouTuber, news host, correspondent, journalist, Dennis Luke Uganda is his YouTube name on, and he's going to give us the game on how it is to be an entrepreneur who goes from, this guy was really wearing the bulletproof vest at the press that you see like the Anderson Coopers, you see those who are really in war zones. He's worked for, you know, the best in Uganda. And then he said, that wasn't good enough. I have to boss up. I knew I wanted to talk to this guy when I saw him doing an interview. Dennis, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very fine. I'm very glad to be hosted by you today. And um, I just can't wait to share quite a lot that I know. Uh, that's in case you have a couple of questions for me. I definitely have questions, and I told you this is going to be like a series. You're not going to get rid of me. This is just the beginning, but this is how I like to get to know people and potential guests and possibly partners for what we are doing in Uganda, Kenya, and different places around the world for for our clients. Can you tell the people, because you have courage, man, you tell the people how, you know, who you've worked for, what you've done, and what made you say, I need, I want to be a boss. I mean, it's like Dame Dash. I want to be a boss. I don't want to just get a check. I want to make a check. How did this courage come about? Okay. I, uh, first of all, my name is Dennis uh, Oniala. I go by the name of Dennis Duke to, on all my media platforms. I am a Ugandan journalist. Um, I'm a vlogger. I'm a writer. I'm a PR guru. And I do quite a lot of things. I do documentaries, among many other things. So it was around eight years back when I joined the media industry. And uh, I was very, very passionate about it. I still am. And I did quite a lot. I did uh, stories. I covered stories. I edited stories to a point of actually becoming a news anchor. And I anchored news for about one and a half years or close to two years. And uh, it was only last year, late last year, that I decided uh, to leave. One, I had so many reasons, but I also wanted to become a boss of my own. One of the things that I've learned is that uh, as you work for a media house, you you're probably pushing the other person's dreams. Uh, You're making their dreams come true, which is okay. I mean, I'm not against people working for other people. But I mean, for a person like me who has dreams of becoming one of the top, top uh, biggest entrepreneurs and uh, uh, big media house owners in the country, I felt it prudent for me to actually quit and start uh, seeing my dream come true. And uh, so... I've always had this dream of becoming an entrepreneur, becoming my own boss, uh, where I can have a lot of things to do. Uh, But also the job that I was doing, being a journalist is a demanding job. And uh, it it takes quite a lot of my time. 
So it used to take quite a lot of my time. For example, I would work from 10 a.m. in the morning, maybe rather 8 a.m. in the morning up to 10 p.m. in the evening. So you realize you've worked for about uh, 14 hours. And within the 14 hours, you've not gotten any time to just your other side gigs or other side jobs that you have. So I said, no, why don't I then focus on my own? Because I have different ventures that I've, I've had to set up over the years to support me uh, financially. So at the end of the day, I also looked at the paycheck that they were giving me uh, at my former uh, workplace. Honestly speaking, it was not telling with what I was doing besides my main job. So I had made my main job, but it wasn't getting me uh, the paycheck as my other side jobs. So I said, no, look, if I could only enhance or increase uh, the working hours on my side gigs, it would maybe pay me even more than what uh, this main job is paying. And that's one of the reasons as why I said, no, let me, I think, work on uh, becoming my own boss. And I must tell you that for the last couple of months, I'm seeing progress. And within a year or even six months from now, I'll be somewhere. At least I'm very, very positive of that or, of that, or about that. I'm on the right track. Now, Dennis, you talk about your family. So do you have a wife and children? I have a child uh, who is eight years old, but um, uh, also my, I have a girlfriend whom I'm planning maybe to get married to in the next couple of uh, months or a year from now. Uh, most certainly I, uh, less than a year. So, but again, I have uh, a family. I have family members, like maybe talk of my parents, uh, my siblings and relatives. And uh, they do depend on me. And by the way, when I looked at the paycheck, it was unable to, if I was to depend on my paycheck, it was unable to actually meet all the demands of both my personal demands, my wife's, my girlfriend's demands, and also my, uh, my uh, family's demands. So I said no. By the time I started something that would see me become better every other single day. Okay. And I, and I asked that, and I'm glad that you said within a year, because if your girlfriend is anywhere close by, she was listening extra hard mm -hmm. on that part. Um, but, but the, you know, when you have a family and you want to bring them more than what a job, and I don't care what the job is, I've been paid low, I've been paid high, but a job is just a job. And the fact that you said, I want to be able, I mean, the way that you are talking, this is how bosses talk, but how many people thought you were crazy for quitting? Well, um, one of the things I love about uh, the woman I currently have, the one my girlfriend is that, uh, She's very supportive and very understanding because she was the very first person I told about when I was almost quitting. I told her, honey, look, this is it because I'm very transparent and very honest. I told her, this is my job. You know how much I love it. I grew up wanting to become a journalist, wanting to become, uh, to work on TV, to work on radio. And I'm glad God did help me achieve those dreams. I went on TV and I was doing it very, very perfectly that people were like wow this is it this is the guy but <clears throat> when i told her that you know i think i'm considering stepping down considering quitting well, of course it wasn't very good for her she was very proud of me seeing me on tv but again she said honey if this is what you're deciding to do then i'm behind you because i know how much you love this job <coughs> sorry 
I know how much you've worked for it, but if you certainly have gotten to this age or this period or this point of saying, you know what, I think I'm leaving, then I do understand that whatever the reasons are, they are very, very, very much, much, uh, you know, uh, strong for you to actually leave. So she was behind me. Unfortunately, for my friends, it was very bad news for them. In fact, most of them came to my inbox and started crying. Denise, I've been watching this TV station because of you. I've been supporting them because of you. I've been watching news because of you. I've been watching this program because of you, because I know you've been there. And uh, it didn't go well with them, unfortunately. They, they didn't like it. And, uh, but I managed, of course, to talk to them. My family wasn't very okay with it because they told me, you know what, Duke? You're leaving the job. How are you going to survive? I told them, guys, one time, at some point in life, you have to take risks. And when, you, when, when something is risky, that is it. Take it. That is it. Because at the end of the day, once you break through the other tunnel, you'll definitely be more proud of yourself that you did take the risk and uh, just didn't, you know, fall back to wait for things to work out. And let me say, Dennis has everything that an entrepreneur, no matter where you are in the world, has. He's determined. Him and I talked about three, four hours ago via WhatsApp, and he's on time. And like any journalist, you know, time is a big thing. And all around the world, you hear, oh, people say, sometimes they say colored time. Sometimes they say island time. Sometimes they say Africa time. But for somebody who you know, is serious about their business, you need to be on time and you definitely are. What are some of the, you know, in Uganda, it's not like you said, I'm the multi-million dollar YouTuber because we know YouTube and Google on the AdSense does not pay Africa what they pay here in America. And so it wasn't like, you know, you can say, hey, I got rich, even though I did see, you know, an interview with you talking and the journalist was saying how you make 2 million. And I said, I bet he makes more than that. I was looking at your, your analytics, but that the courage that it took to do that, to say, okay, Google, I'm going to base it on my, what I can deliver and on my Patreon. And I saw that you're also into farming. Did you have to replace that paycheck first before you quit? Or did you quit just kind of on the faith? Well, it was quite uh, disturbing. Like I told you, it wasn't an easy decision to make. Leaving a job is quite a tough decision that everybody that has ever gone through knows it is really hard. But uh, I looked at this, at it this way. When I work, because I told you I, don't, I not only do vlogging, but I do quite a handful of things. I do social media management, I do promotion, advertising, uh, but that also comes in uh, with my other social media platforms. So I get those little deals that I do. So this, is, this was it. I looked at it in this format. One is I have YouTube and I do get uh, monies from the AdSense, uh, the YouTube Partner Program. That is one. Two... I do uh, documentaries with companies. So, uh, for example, you are a company and you've come, maybe I charge you uh, about uh, maybe uh, $3,000 per gig. And that will take maybe like a month to do it. So I, I, I based on that to actually quit. But I also knew that uh, in the event that I have not gotten a, 
eh, 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 I've not break, gotten through with what I was I had planned to do. I had the reserve, uh, you know, monies that I'd kept aside. Like I told you, it's very good to quit a job when you have at least some monies uh, on your saving account that can take you at least, if it's not a year, at least six months as you figure out your next plan. So it wasn't out of the blue that, okay, let me just leave. No, I had a backup plan, which at least was able to sustain me the last couple of months. And I'm telling you, I haven't regretted as such because at least I'm now seeing a greener light ahead of uh, my projection. No, I, I definitely, I definitely understand that. Do you ever miss the fancy equipment that, you know, news stations can have, you know, 6000 or $60,000 cameras? And how was it? Because I know it's not always as easy to get certain equipment in Uganda. Um, so to get gather the equipment, do you ever miss the equipment that you had in the camera person? Or have you been able to replace all that and say, actually, I have better equipment and I also am able to, you know, hire help? Uh, to be very honest, and like I told you, I'm just being very honest with you on everything. Mm -hmm. there, there comes a time when I'm like, okay, I now miss being with a TV station. First of all, uh, the, the, like I told you, it's a fancy job in here, in Uganda. I don't know elsewhere because I've not worked elsewhere, but in Uganda... It's a fancy one working with a TV station. I mean, everybody looks at you as a celeb for that matter. And, uh, and, and, and there are certain privileges that you have, like your ID can get you access to certain offices, to certain people, to certain, like access to certain events without paying. You just show your ID and boom, you have uh, the services at your disposal. Uh, and then talk about the internet. There was, there used to be free internet. So back then I used to upload my content without any interferences. And Uganda as a country, we are only limited by internet. Our internet is not as good as such as that, but also it is very expensive when it comes to a personal side, like you have to buy it on a daily. So those are some of the things I miss, but also uh, the social interaction, you know, you have uh, a clique of people that you work with, or you've, you've, you wake up in the morning, you have somewhere you're going. The identity, that comes with it, working with a TV station. Those are some of the things I miss. But when it comes to equipment, I used to have my like a small camera. It's not very expensive, but it does uh, help me shoot the content that I actually put on my channels. I currently have uh, two channels that I'm running, and then I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to create another, uh, maybe in about one month to come, after I've strategized and I've looked at everything. So I use this camera to shoot almost all the content that I put on my channels. And uh, it's not a bad one because Nikon's are, are, are good. It's an, a DSLR. But even then, the other cameras were quite, uh, you know, expensive and very, very good when it came to quality. The sound was very okay. But I'm, but I'm also trying to improve because at the end of the day, this is my business that I'm starting off. So uh, I don't want to just do content for YouTube. I want to do content for even other platforms. Even TV, I want to be selling content for TV. I don't want to work for TV, but I want to work with TV. For example, if I can develop, if I can go and shoot a very beautiful feature, news feature, news piece using my own camera, and then they just buy the content, or I can develop a program proposal and just sell them the program, get advertisers and have their show running and use my own gadgets. So I'm looking at a way of actually investing in myself by buying uh, those heavy duty cameras that I used to work with back then at the TV stations 
to be able to use them at my own uh, small media company. Okay. And I think that time is coming because I can see, you know, the, the work that you put in and that your training um, has you, you know, many steps ahead of many YouTubers wherever you go, world, worldwide. Talking about language, is it important for you to do things, uh, you know, you do a lot of stuff in your your mother tongue. And I love that because YouTube is so saturated. And for some, you know, for those of us who, you know, every, every day, YouTube, YouTube, we're talking about our influencers and we're talking about, you know, the next deal. There's so many people who shy away from doing things in another language. So was that important to you? And because, you know, that's kind of how you, I've seen you do, you know, English, and Lugala, but do you, do you focus, is your focus on doing things for Ugandans um, on YouTube? When I just joined YouTube, when I started taking YouTube very seriously, it was uh, late, uh, rather early last year, that was in 2019, around January, that's when I actually started vlogging. And uh, apparently, or before, I was doing content in English, and very unfortunately, wasn't getting the coverage that I expected. People were not watching it. And then I realized it was the language. Many of our young people in here who, who are between uh, 20 to 35 are not very, very educated. But even the educated, one, th one funny thing I realized that even the educated ones uh, do watch, do watch content that is in the native local language. And that is the biggest challenge that I have so far. However, there are topics that really do require me to do uh, the, the videos in English. Those are the topics that I handle in English entirely. For example, the, 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 the one that I did for why I decided to quit my job to pursue my dreams. I had to do it in English because it is universal. I mean, anybody elsewhere could watch it and perhaps get to learn a few things here and there. But even within that same video, I, make it, I made it a point to let my Ugandan viewers know that at the end of it all, I was going to do a Luganda version of it in the same video so that they don't feel neglected or they don't feel missed out or left out. So that is the biggest challenge. But Going forward, I will, when maybe I get to a point of about 100,000 followers, because at the end of the day, it's about the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, and then the consistency. Once you give them in English, in English, in English, they'll eventually try to learn so that you have this bigger audience. Maybe it's, it's divided between 50-50. So you have 50,000 uh, subscribers who are Luganda, then 50,000. So these this 50,000 could help you boost your channel because right now what I'm looking at is how do I build and boost this channel? And then you realize when I started doing uh, the content in Uganda, I got the numbers. When I was doing it in English, it was quite hard for me. But going forward, I have created another channel and this one is going to be completely and entirely in English, much as the content as well is different from the one that I'm creating for Dennis Duke Uganda. I have this other channel that I'm, um, is about soon reaching 10K, though it hasn't gotten the audience that I, I want. So it's not as active as this main channel, but um, I know within one or two months it will, have, it will have picked up and I'll be able to broadcast. But that one is purely and entirely going to be English. Okay, and all the links, folks, will be in the description box. You'll have everything. Uh, another thing I'll say that's great 
about Guinness's YouTube. And this is from somebody who sets them up, manages and sees, you know, everything that I do um, as a consultant. But everything, he has everything. He, ha I mean, sometimes you look at people's YouTube and they don't have their Patreon in their about section or they don't even have an about section. But he is a true professional, even has the YouTube stories, which that's still not available to everybody in America. So that lets you know that Google loves you and that they've given you access to that because of your hard work. Now, with, with your hard work, yeah, with your hard work, you know, there's going to be some things off camera that I'm going to um, say because I love the, the connection. And last year, Dennis, we brought 30 people to Uganda um, due to the African Diaspora News Channel. And we did that because the year before we went to Ethiopia and people were like, I want to go. So we found a way to have people be able to travel with us. And that's open for any, you know, influencer talk more about that later, but we're coming to Uganda, um, whether it's the channel or the travel agency that we used, which they always tell me, Kellen, you're kind of expensive, but you're our PR guy when we can afford you. And, and I want to say Uganda, from what I've been able to see, is that hidden gem that most Americans still couldn't probably say where it is on a map, but when Americans come to Uganda, can you tell them where they need to go and what type of attitude? Because I've seen an arrogance in, in Black Americans especially coming to Africa thinking that they can fix Africa, thinking that they're better than Africans, even though they'll say they are an African, but they're different, like there's some hybrid. And those type of people have to go. I don't have any tolerance for them, for somebody who's invested in the continent, who has land and, a, and home in Cameroon. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have the tolerance for that. So can you tell those out there who've never been, maybe they're hearing for the first time, you'd be surprised, Uganda, what type of attitude and what type of place Uganda is? Well, it's, uh, I love this question in particular because it gives me an opportunity to talk about my country that I so much love, very passionately, that I hold so dearly onto my heart. Uh, for a very long time, Africa or Uganda, we've been known for wars, uh, poverty, uh, you know, uh, corruption, diseases, which is most certainly very true. Very many people forget to understand that Uganda is one of the most beautiful countries in Africa and even in the world. I'll go on record on this or for this. There are certain things that are here and are not found elsewhere in the world. Trust me, you can Google about it. The information is all over. There are so many things that are in Uganda that are not anywhere. And that's one of the reasons as to why Winston Churchill did name Uganda as uh, the pearl of Africa, after discovering that it has so much beauty within it, no any other country in, the, in, in Africa or even in the world is compared to Uganda when it comes to these particular things. Forget about the diseases and all that. Those things do happen any, anywhere or everywhere in the world. Now, coming back to your question, uh, Uganda is a country found in East Africa, 
And uh, it is a landlocked country, unfortunately. But fortunately, we've managed to do quite a lot uh, to stay up to standard and perhaps compete with our counterparts. And uh, when you come to Uganda, there's quite a lot of things that you you definitely and I would love to. I'm going to do it a, a, a link, uh, rather a video about this, and I'll post it on my other channel. Uh, but I'll share the link with you so that you can share amongst your. Uh, your, your circles. So Uganda, when you come to Uganda, there's quite a lot that you can do. The capital city, Kampala, has beautiful, welcoming people. When you compare Uganda to other East African countries or even other African countries, we are rated as the most friendly country in the world or in the, in the, in the, in the, on the continent. Our people are very friendly. They will, wave, will welcome you. They will smile at you. Well from, they will start this from the, the moment you reach our airport to the moment you even leave. So we have communities that are very friendly. That's why people come and take advantage over most of the things here. I mean, a, a person can come from the U.S., China, India, Thailand here, and actually settle without getting any difficulties. Even our friends in Kenya, when a Ugandan crosses to Kenya, they somehow look at him like, okay, this is a foreigner. But that's, that doesn't happen in Uganda. We are a very loving nation. Forget about the fact that our president has been termed or regarded being a, a, a dictator. It could be true. It could not be true. Something that I don't want to go so much into. That depends on who uh, does explain that. But I mean, there's so much better things to talk about or to learn about Uganda. We are one of the blessed country to have an equator. The northern and the southern hemisphere it crosses into Uganda. We have uh, Lake Victoria, the biggest, the biggest water, uh, biggest lake in Africa and the second in the world. We, we don't have that any, there's nowhere that, like that. We have River Nile, the longest river in the world, the longest river. It stretches from Uganda to the Mediterranean Sea and you can imagine the kind of countries it crosses through. So we are really, really, really blessed. We have uh, one of the biggest falls around the region, that is Murchison Falls. We have uh, uh, the, uh, the windy impenetrable, believed to be having uh, the, the only mountain gorillas, about 300 or 400 mountain gorillas on earth. That only happens in Uganda. We have uh, Lake Bunyonyi. You, 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 you watched the Black Panther. They shot it, uh, 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 they took parts of it from Lake Bunyonyi in Uganda. And Lake Bunyoni has about 29 islands. Uh, um, be, whoever will come to Uganda will be very, very, very surprised. Our climate is the best. Like, we don't have too much sunshine, neither do we have too much rainfall. Everything is just moderate, like, just best for you. And uh, the foods are okay, very friendly. Oh, my God. I can talk about Uganda until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that that's awesome. There, and there's there's hidden gems in in Uganda. Um, some say the real Wakanda the, in the opening. You know, in, in the opening, and you you could get lost. But um, the audience, I don't want to give you too much. You, you'll have to come see because Africa is it's there. It's it's open. And you know, you talk about politicians. We work with the government, and you see the. Um, genius that we have in office so when people you know i the only po politicians i talk about are the ones here in america and the ones in cameroon um because we gotta be a needs to retire but 
I love that you 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 put it out there like that and what you're doing with all the success that you're having and that you're going to have what is a community give back that you are doing in the community or that you want to do in the community in the future Okay for starters one of the things that I'm doing right now is I am trying to uh get young people uh trained and you know mentored in so many other aspects of life i mean very many of young people in uganda have a challenge one is they don't have uh peer educators they don't have uh, you know they don't get get guidance somebody goes to the university without actually getting to know what a course is about and what are the future prospects of that particular course because there are some other courses that are even getting outdated uh we have people that like so i'm i'm trying to look at young people talking to them trying to advise them on different uh, career career paths that they should take i'm also trying to for example young journalists i'm trying to mentor some of them uh people who want to do vlogging i'm coming uh, into that as well i'm teaching them how to vlog because vlogging is new something has been around for some time but to many it is new in fact if you told somebody that you you make a living off vlogging they look at you as a mad person and they don't know so they are very green about that so i'm trying to teach them some of these things because that is the future that is the way to go i mean yes while it's true these other jobs could be there but the future is online the future is on the internet so i'm trying to do that but later on in life as i grow up my dream has always been to have an orphanage where i can take care of uh, you know young people young babies to be specific i love children i just love children and my girlfriend knows that and she's always proud of me for for knowing the fact that i love children so i would want to give back to community by supporting those babies uh very many young girls and bo- young girls to be specific they move out of school because well they they cannot afford to pay or to buy a sanitary pad which is about um about maybe $4 or $3 okay $2 to be $2 to be, to be specific $2 and you realize a person is surviving on $1 so they cannot afford $2 to actually buy sanitary pad to help them during the menstruation period so those are some of the things i would love to fix in my society to see that my uh, you know countrymen and countrywomen go to school attain this education and be better in life that's that's awesome that's awesome can, can you go deeper into and let me start it off by saying it's the our generation that's what we're doing now still is not understood by my my father-in-law's generation and him being a journalist and in and and his whole career and he gets it now but he you know he's around innovative people but many of his colleagues we still see why are you guys abusing the internet and we're using it we're not abusing it but can you talk about the disconnect and i mean i i say everybody 60 and up should retire in government and in media if you can't get with technology because you are holding us back globally by trying to do things the old way. And so can you talk about the 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 disconnect and what what do you see? Am I am I wrong to say the 60 and up don't get it? Um or is it, you know, maybe it's the 70 and up 
elders who don't get what we're trying to or what not we're trying to do what we're doing um to answer that question i'll be i'll surprise you and you will be very surprised to hear this that uh, even some young people of my age have not yet if not they are not yet embracing these technologies and that's one of the reasons i why i told you that i'm trying to actually help them bring them to this technology and show them guys this is how it works i find it very awkward uh to talk to a journalist and you tell them i need something maybe they are for example you could be in uh, ohio state or somebody's in canada and you tell them i want an interview and uh, i want you to do something and then they they talk they look at it like okay the distance is too much forgetting that you they can actually make the interview and send for you on the email via we transfer or upload for you on youtube and then you download it like internet has literally literally made this world a global village unfortunately very many young people as well are, are still being left out uganda being a developing country uh, where maybe some other areas internet has not reached as of yet and therefore uh, i think going back to your question uh, I think those people should resign because they are holding us back. I mean, we we need things are actually moving at a very very fast uh, fast pace. Uh, the things that they used to talk about back then, we no longer do that. I mean, lately, when you want a live link, we can get it anywhere. It it's just a matter of time. In a in a click of a button, your own air. In a click of a button you're broadcasting to your fans, to your audience. And that's why many of them are actually being laid off or we are seeing more cutoffs in as far as employment is concerned. So I think it should come back to us to actually embrace these technologies and try to use them for the best or for the better of our uh, different pro professionals, not only as, as a journalist, but also in different spheres of life. I mean, these technologies are here for us and we should actually embrace them so that we can better uh, get them. That's why I usually uh, uh, thank those people that came up with these technologies, like uh, Frank, or uh, rather Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the likes of people who uh, started Google, uh, started other different social media platforms. Because I'm not just socializing with people, getting to know you or getting to know Kellen or any other person, but I'm actually making money off these platforms. They were created for us. And that is it for me, apparently. Has Google done any um, YouTube events in Uganda where they've tried to get the um, Ugandan YouTubers together? Unfortunately, they haven't. Uh, but fortunately, it happened in Kenya, our neighboring country. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't mention this, but Uganda is uh, neighbored or neighboring with uh, Kenya in the in the east, uh, Tanzania in the south, South Sudan in the in the north, and of course DRC in the in the west. Uh, now, YouTube or Google has only had these trainings in uh, in Kenya. Unfortunately for Uganda, they haven't had. But as a Ugandan YouTubers community, we have a group called the Uganda YouTubers Association. We are trying so much to come together and try to show them that look, guys, here we are. We also need some help. We need some facilitation. And by facilitation, I mean we need, we need them to maybe come to Uganda and hold maybe a one-day conference. Tell her, let us tell them some of the difficulties we have as a country. We tell them some of the challenges we face as creators in Uganda, not as 
Kenya. I mean, Kenya has its own, because Uganda has its own challenges, and so does Tanzania. All East African countries, or all African countries, have different challenges, ranging from internet, poor connection, and some of the things that we should maybe get up to speed with that maybe we may have or may not have been able to understand them off this, uh, you know, uh, the, the app, so that they come and they explain to us I think that would be better, but we are yet to see that happen. Maybe to next year, but I will definitely see that happen very, very soon because I'm working on that. Well, with all this virtual technology, and I know about the Kenya um, event because I had a YouTuber we were working with go. Actually, I think we had um, a couple YouTubers we were working with go to that event. And the one thing to me that is disheartening is that and I keep hearing this East and West, South in Africa, that big YouTubers on the continent, um, and not the biggest, because Watermaya, I always say, is one of the, the, the most friendliest. But besides Watermaya, big YouTubers are arrogant. They don't want to talk to, you know, someone who may have a following of 30,000, 40,000. And a lot of these people are artists and artists can be funny anyway. I have not seen that, but I also know that I have an American privilege when I go to Africa because I'm coming and if somebody was to look up and just connect the dots, they'd say, oh, wait, this guy might be beneficial. So I take myself out of it saying, okay, I find it easy. Because I remember 15, 20 years ago going to South Africa, I was talking to the biggest radio personality in Joburg. And it wasn't really that difficult. Now, that's me. Um, but have you seen that arrogance in Uganda that, you know, big won't talk to small? Exactly. Um, just like elsewhere in the world, people have, uh, you know, ego. People have, uh, you know, a lot of differences. But I will tell you most certainly that uh, the reason that's why we're having this interview is because I'm very free to share information as a person. And I'm very, very, very friendly. And I got this from Wodemeyer because the first time I got to know Wodemeyer, I even used his video. I downloaded his video. Apparently back then, I never knew that there was even copyright on YouTube. So I downloaded his video and I even used it. Trust me, he even gave me thumbs up and said, okay, this is a good one because I added some, you know, educational material around it. And for me, he told me one thing. He told me one is... We are Africans and we are not respected and valued as those in other countries, maybe talk of the US or Asia. That's why even our CPM, when it comes to uh, ads that run on our videos, have a, 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 a poorly paid. I mean, four cents or even that's really, really small as opposed to other countries, higher CPM of about 10, seven and above, you get. So I was like, okay, let us as Africans come together. That's why even on my channel, sometimes I partner with people, not because I, I, I am too big, but because I feel the urge and the need to help them. One is, I, I, I love, I have the heart of helping other people become better. When I see a, a Ugandan YouTuber struggling, maybe they haven't reached 1K, which is apparently a requirement for YouTube. I say, okay, come, come, let's see how we can boost this. And then we know if three or four days you get to 1K and we see going. So, it happens everywhere. When I was starting, there used to be uh, bigger YouTubers than me, apparently. They had about 10K or 20K subscribers. And for me, I was like, okay, 
Will I ever get there, really? So I sought for their advice. Unfortunately, they slammed the door. When I looked out for them, I wanted to have an interview with them to boost my channel. They never gave me the opportunity. So these things do happen anywhere, just like elsewhere in the world. In Uganda, they are there. But I mean, I'm one of those that are trying to actually help this kind of, you know, being selfish to yourself. I mean, if somebody came to my inbox, I would be very glad to share with them how I made it to 40K now. And I'm aspiring to see that in 2020, maybe I reach 100 subscribe, 100K subscribers, which is my target. And I'm very certain that I'll go, go, get to that point, God willing. So it, it still comes back to an individual. How were they raised? Are they selfish? Because there are people who are just selfish, naturally. They won't want to share. I mean, they think maybe when you share, when I share, you're not taking my subscribers. I'm just helping you. You never know when I'll need you at some point in time. That's why you see Wodemaya has helped so much. Miss Trudy, you know Miss Trudy? Mm -hmm. uh, she, 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 she was able to reach 100K subscribers because of Wodemaya. He's always been there for her. Uh, talk about African tigress in Kenya. All these are Kenyan that I'm talking about. They, they, they support each other. And I'm, gl I'm glad that we formed this association to support each other. So anytime, anywhere, when somebody has a problem, uh, we are always ready to help them and get better. No, that is, that is great. Because what, what most don't know is, I know I've been in the meetings and asked, I remember asking Yahoo, why is Africa not represented? And then when it came to Google, there are people here, and in Seattle, I'm in Seattle, um, there are people here that have fought to say, what do you mean you can't monetize? Which means, um, you know, I remember when Africa couldn't monetize. And there are so many organizations and people who would say that's not right. You need to be able to pay them or they're going to just get Western partners. And that used to be the thing where you had to have a Western partner. And so I'm old school with this. But what folks have to realize, there are people behind the scenes that can get your channel shut down if you act, if you act improper. And people say, oh, my, sh my channel got shut down. You don't know sometimes who you are making an enemy with. And so when your channel shut down and your revenue's taken away, I want you to remember all those people you pushed away and that you talked about because there's some people who know people in high places and it doesn't take much to get your channel sure. out of policy. And so, you know, people are fighting for that because the argument why the uh, CPM is so low is, oh, the ads. So if you have an American audience, your CPM should be higher. But because I've worked with African YouTubers, I can tell YouTube, no, it's not high enough. Why should your CPM be lower because you're getting the same person that the American is getting? And why should your CPM be lower just because of your location? You force people to lie. Google, YouTube isn't perfect, um, but they're a lot better than what they used to be. And so, you know, people are going to continue to fight. And I'm talking about there's organizations <laughs> behind these things. It's not just one person. Um so we'll talk more offline because I don't want people start calling me saying, hey, I got problems. Um, like I can, you know, turn their channel to a higher CPM. I don't have that magic yet, but there are our teams. Dennis, I appreciate you coming on 
And I want to talk to you offline briefly um, just about some things. So I want to be respectful of the time. I don't want to give the guys and girls out there a game overload, but I appreciate you and thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my sentiments with you. I'm very, very, very much honored, very, very much glad. And I'll be always available for any further discussions. Uh, just needs me as to, 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 you know, to, to set up the timing and I'll be readily available. Awesome. You guys have gotten the game. Be blessed. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Stay safe. Stay inside if you can. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.